You're listening to episode 71 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field, and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer, and let's get to the show. If you guys don't realize how much I absolutely geek out on all things branding and marketing, you haven't been paying attention up to this point because I am literally obsessed when you can brand yourself, when you are confident, when you have clarity in your marketing and your messaging, you can actually get that mission into the hands of the right people and make your impact and substantially grow your business and your income. And that's what we're all about on Scaling Up. So today's episode in particular, I didn't, truthfully, like I knew it was going to be great, but I didn't expect it to go in the direction that it went. And our special guest, who I will tell you about in just a second, she went all out for this interview. She gave you actual step-by-step tactics and strategies, questions that you can answer to perfect your brand, your personal brand. Elise Archer, she is a personal brand strategist, and she is one of the best. She has worked with so many different elite people in the entrepreneurial space, best-selling authors, top 100 podcast hosts, eight-figure entrepreneurs. She is rocking it with thought leaders throughout many different industries, and today she was on the show to talk all about how to craft and I keep saying perfect, but the stuff that she gives us to walk through this, it like it felt like you will be able to walk out of this episode perfecting your personal brand, and that's a really good feeling. She also is one of my favorite people that I've talked to on the show because she's doing something so cool that totally spoke to me, and I had to highlight it on the show, and you'll hear more about it in the episode, but she created this instant impact challenge. So she committed to doing something generous for someone else every day for 100 days and sharing about it on her social media. Not because it's going to make her more money, not because it was necessarily going to scale her business, but because she's a really good person and she wanted to create this movement. And it's so cool seeing it unfold. So make sure you have your notebook ready if you're driving. Maybe pause and like voice memo some of this stuff or mark where you can go back and listen when you have a notebook handy because you're going to want it. This is going to make such a huge impact on your business. So let's not waste any more time and get to the show, but make sure you go to the show notes today and grab the freebie that Elise was sweet enough to give to us because it's gonna rock your world. Okay. All right, great. Let's do this thing. Okay. I have been looking forward to this interview for a while now, Elise, and I'm so happy to welcome you to the show. So welcome to Scaling Up. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I know you've got such a go-getter community um, who listens to this. So it's just such an honor to be able to be here with you and uh, to hopefully add a lot of value and new ideas. um, I know you will. I know you will. I'm so (laughs) pumped. So I'm dying to get in all things personal branding because this is your expertise and your forte. You've worked with eight figure entrepreneurs, top podcast hosts, New York Times bestsellers, all in this space of personal brand. But before we go there, I would love for you to fill our audience in a little bit more on you and tell us kind of what led you down this path. Why is this such an interest for you and a skill set now? Just tell us more about you. Sure. Yeah. So where to begin? I would say I spent the first part of my life, like up through my 20s, kind of trying to be who I thought everyone else wanted me to be. So I, you know, I went to college, I got the degree. I thought that if I could just earn six figures in corporate, 
that my life would be complete, like wear a suit to work every day, you know, kind of have that image. So as soon as I got out of school, I, um, I went into advertising sales and I did that, you know, I made good money in my early twenties, had the nice house, had the nice car, all the things and found myself in my mid twenties feeling totally empty and kind of looking around at my life and saying like, I have everything I thought I wanted and I'm so unfulfilled. And it really, that was when I first started to discover personal development, because I remember there was a point in my life where I was like, I didn't want to be by myself thinking about what was going on in my life. So I would just listen. I would look for anything to listen to. And I never even discovered, I, I didn't know what podcasts were at that time, but I somehow came across podcasts and started listening to actually a podcast by this guy named Rory Vaden, who kind of introduced me to the world of sales and sales coaching and personal development. And it really opened my eyes up to the fact that I can, everything in the exterior of my life is just a reflection of who I am inside. It's a manifestation of who I am inside. And so I started making some really big changes in my life. And I got out of a really bad relationship at the time. I sold a lot of my stuff. And I also got inspired to go into coaching. And through a long story and series of events, I ended up joining Rory and his sales coaching company. So left corporate and did that and worked with him. And um, we had about 200 different people in the company, worked with them for a couple of years, became a partner in that company. And we were teaching people how to sell. You know, it's like we were teaching people how to close, how to handle objections. Personally, although I always thought that was useful, I was way more passionate about gosh, it's a lot easier to sell things if people just know who you are and trust you and like you. And I always felt like I was better at that than the closing process anyway. And so I always secretly really enjoyed teaching more like personal branding topics. And um, then about 18 months ago, there's a number of us, including Rory, his wife, AJ, and about 15 other people who exited that company. And we came together to, to create this company, Brand Builders Group, which does exactly that. It's all personal branding. It teaches you how to be a magnet, not a megaphone. And we're just really passionate about empowering. We call them mission-driven messengers. So people who want to make great money, but also want to make a big difference in the world, empowering them to do that and to be known and to overcome obscurity. Because at the end of the day, like, if people don't know you, they can't do business with you, right? You talk about that um, a lot in your content. So that's what we do now. And that's some of my backstory. And so my personal life has transformed a lot through that process. And I'm so grateful for it. And um, just love being able to empower other people now to show up more confidently and powerfully as themselves and feel really confident in how they show up in the world. Mm, I love that. And I can so resonate with the, the personal piece of your journey of you know, thinking that you're heading down the conventional path that you're supposed to be doing, that society says is how it works and just feeling like something's missing. And I love that you and like, you're so awesome and all the stuff you're doing is so awesome that you paired up with such an incredible crew because I can't say enough good things about Rory and AJ. They're amazing. The work they're doing is incredible. So that's why I had to have you on the show because I love the work that you're doing. And I, it's not just business work. It is impact driven and it is affecting people's lives and it's creating a ripple effect. So talk to me about, let's say someone's tuning in and they're like, what do they mean personal brand? Like, what is that? How would you describe it? Yeah, great question. And I think it's, everyone probably has a different definition, but to me, it's, it's what people think of when they think of you. And so each of us has a personal brand, but the question is how intentional have you been about cultivating it? right? Are you known for the thing you want to be known for? Or uh, when people think of you, do they think of something else? And so really at the end of the day, we don't own our personal brand. The world owns your personal brand. Now you can influence it by 
the way you present yourself, by the content you create, but it's not really yours. And so I think that's a clear distinction that people have to make. Mm -hmm. For, for the entrepreneurs listening in, what would you say is like the power of a personal brand? Because I think Mm -hmm. once they understand what it is and that they already have one, what is the power of really getting it to a place where it speaks volumes to not just who you are, but what you're doing in the world and your mission and, and your business and how that all ties back into you and your personal brand? Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the power is its impact. And I'll kind of go back to the story of when I left corporate. Um, So I left corporate and I joined up Rory and the team at our old company, but I was an independent contractor at that point. And I've been one since 2015. And so I didn't have a base salary. I didn't have anything to rely on. And I remember I had when I left corporate, I had six months worth of savings to my name. (laughs) And so I don't necessarily always recommend that, but I work well under pressure. And so my, my thought process at that time was I've got six months to find a way to be known in a brand new space where I had one client at the time who had paid me like $300 to review a PowerPoint for him. And I thought I was, it was like my first client. So I was so excited. I was like, I can make this work. But, you know, no one really knew me at the time in the new space. I was leaving the world of digital marketing and going into sales coaching. And so all that I knew, because I had a marketing background, was that, hey, in order to be successful, I need to be known. And so I went about marketing myself very aggressively as the go-to sales coach in my market. And I think when I look back on it, I wasn't necessarily the best sales coach because I was just starting out. I didn't necessarily know what I was doing. However, with that being said, and I I took great care of my clients and ended up doing really well with them, but I was better at marketing myself than most people were. And because of that, I was able to build a six-figure business within the first year and, you know, then go on to exceed where my financial goals. And I had a, a business that was primarily inbound. People were reaching out to me. They were saying, I've heard about you. I see you online. I watch your videos. I want to work with you. And it was so easy to grow and scale because I was known. And I think that's the power of a personal brand is that you more easily grow your business. People know you, they trust you, they want to work with you. And I mean, today it's like, I think the other thing we have to think about is anyone can market themselves today, right? Anyone can say, I'm good at this, I'm the best at this, et cetera. And I see a lot of really great service professionals, coaches, entrepreneurs, who are like almost afraid to promote themselves. And I think it's a disservice to your customer because your customer doesn't know you're there. They're gonna work with someone who may not be as qualified as you, not as good as you. They're gonna have a poor experience because you didn't put yourself out there. So I think it's our duty and our obligation to be known when we're good at something and when we can help people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so so much of this comes from confidence too. Confidence in in who you are, in what you have to offer, in in your offers that you are making available to people who need them. And when you can develop that level of confidence, then you can kind of go forth with that, that power behind you of, I know I'm great at what I do. I know I can serve my people really well. I know I can nurture this relationship and help them get to the transformation that they're seeking, no matter what that might be in. So I think you're spot on with that. So pretend I'm someone who's has business or even new to the game. Let's say someone new to the game. Okay. I know I want to break into entrepreneurship or business or be an influencer or whatever it might be. How do I become known? Like I'm a nobody right now. I don't have followers. I don't have all the credibility yet. Like what are those first steps in getting this right when I'm just breaking into, into this world? 
I love this question because I see this all the time and you probably see it too with your clients. I think when someone decides they want to quote unquote, build a personal brand, um, a lot of times the first thing they do is they're like, okay, I need a logo. I need a website. I need an Instagram account. And they go and they spend a lot of time and money on these things, but there's no true substance to it because they're not really clear on who they are, what problem they solve for people, what their message is and what they're all about. And I would equate it to trying to go and build a house without having a blueprint. And it's not that you can't make it work eventually, but there's going to be a lot of teardowns and a lot of wasted time and money. So I think where people need to start is really getting clarity and getting a blueprint on what their brand is all about. And we look at six key questions to help someone figure out what that is when they're first starting out. And the first is what problem do you solve? Because at the end of the day, your personal brand is not about you. It's about the problem you solve for other people. And we like to get it down to a one word problem that you can become synonymous with solving for people. Um, so for us, it's, it's like it's obscurity, right? Um, for Dave Ramsey, it's debt. For Brene Brown, it's shame. And you look at some of the top personalities and personal brands in the world, their, their name is synonymous with solving a problem for people. So you want to be clear on what that is. And then the second question is, well, what are you passionate about? Because you probably could solve, you know, a hundred different problems for people but what are you actually passionate about? So what do, you, what do you find yourself reading about all the time? What could you talk about forever and not get sick of? It can be, passion can be positive. It can be what lights you up and it can also be what ticks you off, you know? So it could be either way. So those two questions combined really form, what do you want your brand to be about? Now the second set of two questions are, what are you qualified for it to be about? So we look at um, first, what have you researched? So you can kind of think about, academically, what have you studied? What have you, um, what do you read a lot of books on? What do you have a certification in? What do you, um, what do you find yourself like Googling all the time? And then the balancing question to that though is, what do you have results in? So this is more your street cred, because as I'm sure you've seen, there's a lot of people online teaching you how to become an internet millionaire and they have never done it themselves. (laughs) And you really want to build your brand and your brand is going to be strongest if you can build from a place of real integrity. So it's getting clear on What are the challenges you've overcome? What do you do better than anybody else in the world? What do you do naturally that other people think is hard? Kind of like, what's your superpower? So those two questions, the what have you researched and what do you have results in, those are really, okay, we know what you want to talk about, but what are you qualified to talk about? And those, so that's the first four questions there. And they really comprise what your brand is going to be about and what your positioning is. And then the final two questions are about your business model, because that's really important too. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs kind of, you know, it's like they put in all this work and they, they're spending so much time on Instagram and on their social media and they're, you know, it's like they're Twitter rich, but they're dollar poor. So if you go into this without a clear business model first, it, you can rack up followers, but are you going to really make any money? And so there's the two final questions we look at are more about how are you going to make money? And the first thing we look at is what would people buy from you? So there's five different ways that you can monetize your personal brand. And we call them the paids, like the different ways you can get paid. So you can do a product, you can do ads and affiliates, you can do information. So like courses, memberships, eBooks, Uh, you can do deals like brand deals if you've got a big enough audience. And then the final one, the S is services, you as a service. And this is probably where most people will start. It is time for money, but it's the lowest hanging fruit. It's easy access. So this is coaching, consulting, speaking, training, et cetera. So you kind of look at for each of those, 
what would people buy? And we like having like a short term, you know, within the next 12 months, what's the business model? And then beyond a lot of the time people look at it, they're like, I don't want to do coaching forever. I don't want to trade time for money forever. So let me think about what the long-term vision is. But at the beginning, it can be one of the best ways to make money. And then the final question is, what business do you want to be in? So, you know, you can look at all these different things people would buy from you, but at the end of the day, you know, the life of a speaker who's on the road a hundred times a year is going to be very different from the life of a digital entrepreneur. And so if time freedom is important and if, if leverage is important, then we like to look at something we call the dares. So we try to bake in as many of these factors as possible into a business model. And, and basically the more of these you have in your business, the more time freedom and leverage you'll have. So we look at with anything you're creating, is it digital? Is it automated? Is it recurring? Is it evergreen? And is it scalable? So I'll say it one more time because I went through it fast. So the dares, it's, is it digital, automated, recurring, evergreen, and then scalable? And you're never going to have that. all of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't take credit for it. It was <laughs> our amazing team, but they're, they're good, right? And, and so you're, you're never going to have all of those in one business model. Some of them don't work together simultaneously, but the more of them you can have, the better. And so those six questions, when you can get clarity on what those are, that actually helps you figure out, here's who my audience needs to be, because someone who's going to buy a $10,000 coaching program is probably going to be different from somebody who's going to buy a $20 ebook. So we like to figure out those questions first, and then it's, who's your audience? Where are they? How are you going to reach them? What's the strategy? And that's when it's like, okay, you can start to build your house. So does that make sense in terms of oh my the gosh. questions in the order? Yes, it makes perfect sense. Um, will you rattle those questions off one more time just in sequence in case yes. people missed it? So have your notebooks ready. If you're listening, pull over. Don't do it while you're driving. <laughs> but this is so powerful. In, and I will say, and I'm going to ask you a question about this in a minute, but this is something amazing to do even if you're 10 years into the process. This is a pivot. This is a recalibration. This is getting you continually evolving towards where you want to be. So please rattle those off again because they're gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm glad you said that too, because you're right. It's like at a certain point, every brand needs to reinvent. And so you want to go through these same questions regardless of where you are. So the first question is what problem do you solve for the world? The second is what are you passionate about? The third is what have you researched? The fourth is what do you have results in? The fifth is what would people buy from me? And then the sixth is what business do I want to be in? I love it. Yeah. I think it's such a, it's bringing clarity and definition to something that can feel a little bit like a big picture concept of personal branding of like, yeah, I want to create a personal brand. And I think we get really like OG and we're like, okay, what's my color scheme going to be? And my fonts that I'm going to use, like we're not talking about the aesthetic branding solo on its own. That might be one element of developing your personal brand aesthetically, but we are talking about like the depth, the meat and potatoes of what is going to make you you and what is going to attract your ideal customers, not just to you, but to you with their credit card in their hand saying, I'm ready for you to guide me. I'm ready to work with you. I'm ready to, you know, commit to you being my guide in this process, no matter what that process might be. And I love the idea of, uh, I'm a big business model geek. And I think what you mentioned is important to note about the low-hanging fruit of stepping into the service-based business, even though 
you know, something that we teach is getting out of trading time for money. However, in the beginning, it's a really great way to build that credibility, to have people that you walk through your methodology or your process that come out the other side and can speak to your value and your gifts and be, you know, those walking, living, breathing testimonies for you. And then it also helps, it's giving you data because as you walk someone through your method, whatever that is, like you can be a nutritionist helping them with weight loss. You can be a business coach guiding them through enhancing their business strategies. You're getting data and feedback immediately because you're in conversation with people and then they're saying, okay, yeah, but that didn't really work for me. Well, now you're making a mental note when I go to the next person and I'm going to tweak my methodology because that's not really, people keep getting stuck in the same point. So the low-hanging fruit, the important piece to note is that you can start there. It's not that you stay there. And there's an evolution in business too. You can't step into a business and say, I want total freedom of time right from the get-go. Like there is that hustle phase. There is a period of learning and growing. And these questions, they just are so concrete. There's something we can sink our teeth into. And it's, I don't know, this just makes sense. So thank you so much because that I think will really, really serve our audience. So let's kind of speak to that person that I briefly mentioned that's already in business. Maybe they've been doing this three years and seen some success. Maybe they've been doing it five, 10, 20, doesn't matter. But they, they already have what they think is, you know, their personal brand, their brand. And then you present these questions to them and you present these concepts and the dares and the things that you mentioned. And they're like, oh crap, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm really on the right track here. What can they do, even though they're well into the game, to enhance what they're doing and utilize these strategies to, to help them do that? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, Elizabeth, and it's, it's so true because I would say most of the clients we work with, they have some sort of a business already. Um, not all of them, but a lot of them do. And, you know, some of them have a six-figure business, some of them have a seven, some of them have an eight-figure business. And you're right, it's like a lot of times you you kind of look up one day and maybe you've spent years building this business and you suddenly have so much stuff. It's like you have so many different revenue streams, so many different programs, you're doing so many different things. So I think part of how, where these questions are powerful is we have to take a step away sometimes to look at what's really working and what's not and what's going to serve the future vision for my life versus where I am right now. So one example, um, some of your listeners may listen to the School of Greatness podcast with Lewis Howes and he's it's a long story, but he was our first client. He's been a great client. And when he came and worked with us the first time, one of his challenges was that he had so many different things going on. He had the podcast, which has been his kind of his biggest brand. It's like what he's known for. He's got book deals. He's got brand deals, you know, coaching programs, masterminds, and he was just spread so thin. And so what he had to really look at and what I think someone who's listening, who maybe their business isn't at that level, but there there's a level of maturity in what they've done, what he had to look at is what's actually the most important out of all of these things. And so I would recommend doing a revenue streams assessment and look at each of the things that are revenue streams in your business or that are bringing you money and take a look at how long does it take you every week? How much money did you make from it last year? How much do you enjoy it? You know, is it life-giving or is it soul draining? And then what's the future potential of it? And kind of rank out every single thing that you're doing in your business and a lot of times you'll take a look at it and something will show up. that's like, we just need to stop doing that. And that was the, 
one of the ahas for him was there were so many things that really weren't the best use of his time or money. And so he was able to really streamline and say, I just need to go all in on this podcast, kind of come back to where I came from and refocus on that. And so he's doing that right now and, and it's working well, but he's just one example. It's like, regardless of how far along you are in your business, getting really clear on what's, what's the one primary business model that you're going to have. What's the one thing you want people to buy from them to, to buy from you to do when they, um, when they hire you, like making that super clear and focused, it's going to help you a lot of times skyrocket to that next level. Cause you don't have the brand dilution and time dilution of trying to do 8 million different things in a day. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love the analogy and I certainly didn't come up with it of, you know, you have five soccer balls in a row and the difference between going down the line and kicking each soccer ball ahead and you're trying to get it towards the other end of the field or you have one soccer ball and you're putting all your kicks into that soccer ball you're going to get to the other end much quicker and it's not to say that you can't step into other areas of your business but there should be a focal point that's producing for you so i love that exercise i do that with my clients too of looking at where's the revenue coming from where's the growth coming from where are you getting the biggest return on your investment also what are you doing that light you up because there might be aspects of your business that totally suck your energy and drain you. And just like you come to the table every time you have to do it and it's like pulling teeth and it's not even really producing for you. Or maybe it's your top producer and you have to look at your business model and say, Oh dear God almighty, I don't want to be coaching this particular person one-on-one forever. Like this is not what I want to have to do. So you have the luxury when you're running your own business, you the boss, like you get to decide what this is going to look like. You get to pivot when you want to pivot. You get to be strategic and intentional with your business. You're not working. I know for me, and at least maybe this is the case for you. When I was working in a corporate atmosphere and I broke into entrepreneurship for the first like year to two years, I still was thinking like a corporate employee, like within boxes. Oh, well, this is my role. This is what I have to do. This is how I have to do it. Instead of like, oh my gosh, I get to do whatever I want and I want to be smart and I want to learn and I want to do it the right way, but I don't have to stay stuck like this forever. This is the life that I just escaped. I'm not going to create it in my own business. And we see all the time. And I think that's probably why people end up reaching out to you guys, why people end up reaching out to us is that they've built their own business with this dream of freedom and doing what they love every day. And they built themselves into a prison just like they just escaped because they weren't thinking through these questions. They weren't looking at their business model and they weren't getting really intentional with, with what they were doing. So yeah, again, I think, I think you're saying all the right things. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I love what you're saying too, Elizabeth. And I'll just, if I can add, you know, a thought there, it's like, I know a lot of what you talk about like, you know, building a seven figure business. And I love the concept of scaling. And um, that's why this is so valuable for people to have resources, like what you create so that people can learn. Because I think, you know, in your journey, a lot of times your journey to your first six figures, it's like, you kind of just do everything. You're like, Hey, you want to work with me? Sure. You want to work with me? Sure. I'll take it. And you can get to six figures doing that. But then the journey from six to seven is very different. And it's a process of simplification and streamlining and looking at who can do this instead of me. And um, you know, there's the leadership code. It's like the job of a leader isn't to do everything, but to get things done through other people. And so I think it's really just about, like you said, kind of giving yourself the permission to, to really streamline and realize you don't have to do everything. You don't have to sell everything. How can you simplify this? And that's usually where the magic is that starts that scaling up process to multiple six figures, seven figures and beyond. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So talk about some of the mistakes that you see people make. Like they, they say, okay, I, I'm, I like these questions she's asking me. I like these concepts. I'm going to start doing it. And then they start doing it. Where do they go wrong? Ooh, well, I've probably made a lot of the mistakes too. So I can, I can speak to this. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah everything I teach is because I've messed it up first and figured <laughs> it out along the way. Um, Gosh, so many. I would say one of the big ones that I see is people launch their brand without having a clear strategy for how they're going to get people on their email list. So they do it. It's like they get the website created, they do a brand launch, and then they start really pumping up. They're like, okay, I need, you know, I need a bigger Instagram following or whatever your social platform is. And they really focus on that, but they don't have a way to get people off of social media onto their email list. And as I'm sure you talk with your, you know, your clients about, it's like at the end of the day, people aren't on your list. You don't have a direct way to communicate with them. If the algorithm changes on social media, which it always does, and then your views, your, um, your engagement could drop in a day and suddenly you don't have a direct channel of communication. So I think it's critical before you do your brand launch to be really clear on how am I going to get people from my social media to my email list, right? And it's about making sure that on your website, you have the right conversion points. Do you have a great freebie? Do you have a great lead magnet? Do you have a short you know, video course or training you can offer people that on your social media, when you're doing your post, you're always driving people back to your website, to your blog, getting them on your site, getting them on your list. I think that piece is key because I work with a lot of people who have spent a fair amount of time and money building their brand to a certain point and they're frustrated because they say, you know, I've got a big audience, but I'm not making a lot of money off of this or my list isn't growing. And it's because you haven't thought you haven't begun with the end in mind. So I would say that's a really, I think that's one of the biggest ones that I see. And then I also think it goes back to a similar thing, but like spending a lot of money on ads before you have a funnel, like you can spend, if you just want to build brand awareness, then buy ads. And if you've got the budget to do it, go for it. But to me, if I'm buying ads, I want to be driving people into a funnel that's going to, you know, ultimately get us on a discovery call and get us talking. And so I think those are some of the big mistakes I see people making. And then probably the third one is just lack of confidence in themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the people I work with, and you probably have this too, some of them are just starting out. And then I, I had a day a while back where I was talking to, I had like seven coaching calls in one day. And that's a whole nother conversation about getting out of time for money, right? Like right, I'm still right. doing some of that too, but I had like seven calls in one day. All the people I was working with that day were really high level. You know, they're multiple six figures, seven figure, they're international speakers, they're top podcasters. And every single one of them was struggling with lack of belief in themselves and hmm. struggling with feeling like I shouldn't be here. Like I can't go to that next level. I'm not worthy of of going to that next level. Who's going to listen to my message? You know, I've, I've got a client who literally died and came back to life and has this incredible story and struggles sometimes with who's going to listen to me. And it's just, I hear it. I think it's human nature because I hear it regardless of the level that someone's at, but I really believe that everything in your life that's happened to you, whether good or bad, and especially sometimes the, the bad, it's so you could help somebody else through the same thing and help them through the pain, help them avoid the same pitfalls. And your life story is important and you are unique in this world. No one else has had the exact same experiences story as you. And sometimes what helps me, because I struggle sometimes with, with lack of confidence as well. I think we all do is to look at the people who I really follow and admire online and to say, if they had not put themselves out there, how much would my life be different right now? You know, how much would I not have the transformation that I've had or, 
I not be in the place that I'm at? And there are people out there where they're just waiting for you to show up and to be visible and to teach them what they need to know and to be the guide for them. And they're going to hear it from you different than they hear it from everybody else. But if you doubt yourself, if you question, and, and it really is a selfish thing and hold yourself back in that way, then their lives aren't going to be changed the way they could. So I think we got to just get out of our own head and show up for people, mm-hmm. you know? That was yeah. a long rant. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> like getting, I was just like realizing I'm still on a podcast interview because I'm just like listening and nodding and smiling. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. Keep going. This is so good. Uh, no, you're spot on. And I see those mistakes too. I've made those mistakes too. And I still struggle with those, those same things. And it is funny how, I don't know if I've ever really encountered someone who's at high levels of success who doesn't still have those moments of imposter syndrome or, mm-hmm. or fear of what people think or whether they're capable. And it is funny because we look at them and we're like, they've got it all figured out, but you don't really get the full behind the scenes or in, in their head of what's really happening in that struggle and with confidence and, and belief. If someone is like, okay, I'm going to jump into this personal brand stuff. Like I am ready. She is right. I want to do this thing. I want to do it right. What is the first, first like one or two things that you're like, all right, you want to be actionable. You want to do this today. Go do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question. I would say the first, well, starting getting clear on what problem you solve for people. I think that's where you should start. So certainly all six of those questions we went through before, I think are really critical to start with, but the most important of all of them is knowing what problem you're going to solve for people. And then I think depending on depending on where you're at, like maybe you're currently, you're working in corporate and you want to build a business based on a personal brand and leave. It's like, you have some kind of a strategy, like start saving some money, you know, start getting yeah. some in the bank. Even though my, my runway wasn't long, it was only six months. It gave me a little bit of breathing room. So I didn't have to be desperate with everyone I talked to, or, um, you know, maybe you're already running a business and it's successful, but you haven't really come out as the face of it yet. I'd really, I, I would start to get a vision of what does that look like for you? You know, are you, do you want to speak more? Do you want to do a podcast? Like, what does that look like? And kind of just start getting excited about being more the face of your business um, and have that vision for what that looks like. But I do think it all starts with what problem you solve for other people and getting really clear messaging on that. And with all six of those questions, they're really hard usually to answer on your own because oftentimes you're just so close to it. You don't see it. That's, that's the challenge is you don't see your genius. You don't see your brilliance because you've just been doing it and it feels normal to you. So get with someone else and get their feedback on some of those questions so that you can get clarity. Because a lot of times someone will say something about you and you're like, well, yeah, but isn't that like, doesn't everybody do that? (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, no, that's really unique to you. So get some help, get a friend, get, get a coach, get someone to listen and and help you kind of sort through those questions. Cause that's going to help you get clarity on what your brand is going to be all about, which again is that's, that's key. If you're going to have a strong foundation to everything you're doing. I love the idea of bringing, you know, a fresh set of eyes into those questions with you, like answer them yourself so that you're not influenced by what someone else is going to say, but then pass them along to someone else in regards to like, Hey, if I were to ask you these questions about me, what would you say? And I heard someone say the other day, uh, when you're inside the bottle, you can't see the label. And it is Mm. that like, you're in the weeds, you're in the thick of it. You can't see your value. Sometimes you can't see what the people outside the bottle see. And it's so true. You know, you're so close to it. We don't think of ourselves. The things that are truly unique to us and special to us are totally normal for us because we live them, we breathe them. Like that's just who we are. So it's really easy to minimize 
that skill, that experience, the thing that we lived through, like those things are what make us, us. They're, they're major pieces of our story and what can and should be brought into our personal brands. Okay. Before we close up here, I wanted to ask you about your instant impact challenge because I was reading a little bit about it and I love the premise and I would just love to hear more about it because I think it will really inspire people to do something really good today. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for asking about that. Yeah, that is, that has been just a personal project. So, um, last, well, coming up on two years, yeah, not last year anymore. It's crazy how time flies. So summer of 2018, um, I mentioned that I exited my old company and it was a really interesting time because when I exited, we didn't yet have the vision for brand builders group. I just knew there was, it was time for me to leave that company. So I left and I experienced a couple of months of feeling really lost. And so I had kind of had the loss of a professional identity um, in the world I had been in before. And then also maybe a month after that, I used to host, co-host a podcast called Linking Into Sales. It was the social selling podcast by Linking Into Sales. And I co-hosted it with these two great guys. They were kind of like my older brothers, Martin and Greg. And about a month after I left my company, Greg passed away in his sleep very suddenly at age 39 you know, father of five kids. It was like, no one saw it. It was crazy. I just talked to him recently before that. And, you know, when you're not working, you have time to think. Yeah, (laughs) And it, um, it really, that summer challenged me and Greg's passing challenged me to think about at the time, I think I was 32. It made me think about if I had seven years left to live, what would I want my life to be about? It's like, you know, heavy stuff, but I think it's valuable for us to ask ourselves that. And I remember just feeling lost about it for a while. But what showed up for me in that time was that even if you're feeling directionless, and even if you're feeling maybe lack of purpose in where you are right now, I don't know that you necessarily have to have some major lightning bolt moment where it's like Brendan Burchard talks about like the piano of purpose hits you on the head and you know, (laughs) suddenly you know everything you're supposed to be doing and your life is aligned. What started to get me traction during that time was getting out of my own head and doing things for other people. Mm. And the idea for the Instant Impact Challenge was born in that I think we can make a huge impact with our lives and it doesn't have to take a lot of time. It doesn't have to be something super complicated. And it's simply doing something small for somebody else every day. And so I created this challenge. It's a 100-day challenge that I went through myself and it really helped me kind of step back into my power during that time. And, and feel purpose. And um, it's just every day, it's like doing something kind for someone else, whether it's buying coffee for the person behind you in line or at, at the drive-through or um, you know, buying a small gift for someone else or just writing a thank you note to someone or saying thank you to someone, like little stuff like that, that reminds you that at the end of the day, it's not about you. you know? It's about how you, can, how you can show up and create a positive ripple effect in the world with just small little actions every day. So yeah, thank you so much for asking about that. It was it was very helpful for me, and I hope it's a helpful process for anyone else who wants to go through it as well. Mm, yeah, I love it, and it inspires me to take that on myself. And mm. whenever we're struggling with stuff ourselves, going outward is such a powerful way to get outside of you know the battle that's happening in our head or our hearts, and really pour into other people who we know could use it. So I think that's beautiful and a testament to who you are. And you're obviously skilled in, in business and branding and all those amazing things. But it's really nice to, to see that side of you too, because I think it's, it's just, um, it's incredible and not enough people do those kind of things intentionally. Yeah. So where can people come find you? 
So I am on all social media at Elise Archer. Um, love, love, love connecting with people there. My website is elisearcher.com. And then the Instant Impact Challenge does have its own Instagram. So it's just at Instant Impact Challenge if somebody else wants to, uh, somebody wants to participate in that and take care of that. But um, absolutely love connecting with people. And then um, we do have, if somebody like loves this concept, wants to get more clarity on the six questions we talked about, um, we've got a great free little mini course people can take called First Step to Famous. And you can get that at ea.brandbuildersgroup.com. So it's just my initials, ea.brandbuildersgroup.com. And they can get that. And it's going to be a much deeper dive into like all the foundational pieces you need for your personal brand. So this has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. And I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes because I think people would really appreciate having that. And one of my favorite things about this podcast is the people that it connects me with. And we've had some amazing people on the show. But I am like particularly biased about this episode. I don't know why, but this, well, I do know why, because it was amazing. And you're just so vibrant and the, the quality that you brought to the show and the actionable things. I know our audience loves to be inspired, but they love to walk away with both inspiration and action steps. And you gave us that. So this is one of my favorite episodes of all time, Elise. And I so appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being on Scaling Up. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for me homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media, Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all of the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.